What? We started. I just said, give me one more second with my coffee here. Forget it. Why? That was my cue to start. Okay, so we're starting now. I'm groggy. We have our coffees. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't done this, just you and I, for probably six months. Yeah, we did the like three or four episodes in a row of just you and I. Was it three or four? Yeah, it was four. I think it was Gary Texali, Sean Cullen. Yeah. Damien Abraham. No, but I mean way before that when it was just me as a guest. Didn't we do a few like that? We did one here. Yeah. Uh, and it was never heard. And I trashed it. Right. Because it was the, I think, Golden Globe Awards. And it just sounded like <laughs> you and I were part of the Entertainment Tonight extended family commenting on uh, movie stars. So who do you think is going to win this year? Who's going to get a Globe globe this year? I don't know. So anyways, it's uh, Nick Flanagan is here, uh, co-host of the official Danko Jones podcast. And hey, it's me, Danko Jones here. Um, And usually there's an introduction, but we haven't done a podcast, just you and I, for I'd say a year that people have heard. Yeah, it's been a It's always been a guest, yeah. And now here we are. We haven't seen each other for a while, haven't recorded a podcast for a long time. You went solo. You had to go on solo missions. Yeah, for podcasts. Those I was jealous of those. Those were good interviews. Yeah, we had a we had a huge kind of summit uh, downtown with Brendan Canning and Damian Abraham and oh, JC. Yeah, yeah, that one I didn't mind missing. And Jan Schwartzkamp. <laughs> really? No, I'm kidding. Of course I would have been like three. And Jan Schwartzkamp from Visions Magazine yeah, was, that was there a great too. Time. But I got disgust on it. I was there in spirit. Hmm. Disgust. Is that cussed? Maybe got, just cussed. Yeah, just cussed. And uh since the two of us have done a podcast um just the two of us we have garnered um well we've always had blue mic microphones sponsoring the podcast and they i must mention came in super handy not only for the Vakken open air interviews with Michael Ackerfeld from Opeth Henry Rollins and um Jim Brewer but also uh, on this past tour, uh, we had the blue mic microphones as well, and I did a few podcasts on the road with the Yeti blue mics. And I'm very happy to say that Skull Candy headphones are a sponsor of the podcast. They were, they've always been, but they've really kind of stepped it up. I'm handing you a your own very your very own Skull Candy headphones that you are going to be listening to on your way out of here when we're done. I'm really what are excited. those ones? Skull Candy. What is Decibel it? Collection Supreme Sound Hesh. That is, those are yours now. Those are mine. I'm very excited. I can listen to my booming beats. I got to say thanks to Pete from Skull Candy for doing that. Thanks, for Pete. For the podcast. And, I don't uh, know you, Pete, but thank you, Pete. Honestly, but, honestly though... I don't want anyone associated with this podcast who I am not a very cool with and down with and friendly with and use like for real, like in real life. This isn't a fake sponsored podcast. I love Skull Candy headphones and I want everybody to know that I'm associated with it to some degree. What about Chick-fil-A? As a sponsor, Have they you will never it? be Can't a sponsor. No, they will never be a sponsor. Um, and uh, there's a third one, Vans shoes. Yeah, are officially on board. Nice. So we got three sponsors. I think we're gonna cap it at three, 
and that's it. And speaking of associations... I'm not wearing shoes right now. Is that going to be a problem? Like, if they know that I'm not wearing shoes for the podcast, will they? Or maybe even more, they'll feel more... Like, they really need to send me some shoes because yeah, I'm not, I don't have shoes. We'll talk about your living situation, <laughs> I think, very soon and catch up. Because we, we haven't talked oh, for there's six so months. Many, so many problems and yeah, good and things. I, you've only kind of hinted at it through texts. <laughs> well, wait. Uh, Should we start this podcast? Yeah, but I want to tell you that today I actually went headphone free on the public transit for the first time because you mentioned that. The only reason anyone wears headphones in public is really just to avoid dealing with people. Yeah, and I wear them all the time. You don't even need to be listening to music. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> just to block out the... It is true, right? It's true. And uh, so I... I keep them on when the record's over, yeah, whether it's an iPod. I just keep them on, them. yeah. So that some guy doesn't walk up to you asking you for directions. Especially when it's cold. Like, do I have to take off my mittens now or yeah. my gloves and, <laughs> and change the record? You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Danko Jones has mittens. <laughs> Where it's mittens. I meant gloves. <laughs> um, so let's start. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're back. Uh, enough plugging. Let's dive headfirst into this podcast. So I haven't seen Nick in about six months. I've te- we've texted, we've emailed. Um, we hung out for a minute at your uh, release show. Oh, that's right. The yeah, book release. We had a yeah. book come out. We've we've uh, our band has had a lot of things happen to us over the past six months since you yeah. have had a lot of happenings as well. Mm-hmm. One of the things on our end was this book we came out with. Too much trouble. Uh, put out by ECW Press, written by Stuart Berman. We had a book release where Vish Khanna from uh, CBC was hosting a discussion. And at the end of it, several people came up and, and did uh, our songs, karaoke style, with members mm-hmm. of Biblical and S- Cola Heads. Uh, backing, Steamboat. Members of Steamboat. Backing us up. Okay. Who's that, Jay's band? Yeah, Steamboat's a good band. He's also in Biblical, though. Okay. And uh, obviously you didn't know that. I know that, too. Uh, And um, Nick went up and he did... What song did you sing? Oh, The Mango Kid. Yeah, that's right. And you were so nervous now, I remember. (laughs) And I said, don't be nervous, man. Look, if you're really nervous, I'll come up and I'll help you sing the song. Then you backed out of that. I gave you the finger (laughs) from the crowd. Yeah, I got a lot of heckles. I'd never really practiced the song, and uh, I thought it went okay. Yeah, you did pretty good, and I have it all on video. Oh, great. Maybe yeah. we'll use that as an outro. Yeah, and then you did another song, and it was everyone was very happy at the end of and it. And I forgot the lyrics. Right. Because yeah. I'm used to singing the songs. I have muscle memory with yeah. holding a guitar. That's yeah, a weird thing when you realize it's all just muscle memory and none yeah. of it's in your head anymore. Yeah, and it, <laughs> yeah you realize that, oh... I just call it in every night, don't I? <laughs> yeah, or it's like it's not attached to thoughts anymore. Well, I like to get it to... Re- it's easier that way. I like the songs yeah. to be rehearsed to the point where I have, don't have to think about it and can concentrate on other things, mainly eye contact with the crowd is is my biggest thing for a live show. Scanning the crowd for any thugs and miscreants that you might need to have ejected. I just think that it's... When I went to shows or when I go to shows, I love eye contact with whoever's on stage. Yeah, I do that. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that was always happening with the band. 
But then with comedy, I try to do that. It's weird. It's like I'm looking at people directly. That's a little more intimidating and a little more intense. But I heard a uh, podcast where comedians were talking about it, too, where they said, you know, it's pretty obvious if a comedian is like doing the thing where they're looking at sort of the end of the room. You Mm -hmm. know that trick? That's obvious, too. Yeah. So you kind of have to do the for real. And speaking of podcasts, I um, Mm -hmm. just me being a very thorough person. Right. Uh, I heard you were. I heard you on a podcast. Oh yeah, I, I go on podcasts sometimes. Us. Uh, uh, I don't. Oh, uh, this one was fairly recent. Yes. Um, because I do searches often. <laughs> Google alerts. <laughs> and uh, you uh, were uh, on. I don't know the name of. Is it, it the you Rehash want, Podcast? Probably I that was the, the most name. recent podcast. Matt O'Brien's yes, that's, Rehash Podcast. Yes, then that would be it. A Twitter themed podcast, but really it's mostly just about comedy comedians and interviews and stuff. Although it is the Twitter Twitter themed because I'm at the Flans on Twitter, and if you want to follow me based on that, I don't know this guy. Yeah, comedian, and um, not that I'm. If I know someone, then they're known. Yeah, um, I might just be out of it, but I did. And people who listen to this podcast may mm-hmm. be getting an idea of how I am. I'm a half glasses, half empty kind of guy. Right. And I noticed um, a certain tone he took when my name was brought up. Wasn't he excited? Uh, he was, I don't know, it was a mixture of being flabbergasted and uh, Which is a bit amused. weird when so whenever someone's flabbergasted. I'm- yeah. I couldn't read what his reactions, where they were coming from. So I just, I just concluded that it was a negative. No, I think it was positive. Was it? Yeah, I think, I think it was he very positive. He couldn't believe he that really you stoked. were the co-host of this podcast with myself. Yeah, he was talking about it, actually, now that you mentioned it, he was talking about it like afterwards to me and stuff. And the introduction, really he said, was basically, yeah, introduction of you. Was Nick Flanagan does a podcast with Dango Jones. I mean, and then he said, like, what do you say to that? Or, or something yeah. to that effect. I, I'm paraphrasing him. And I took that to mean... Why would he do that? Meaning, why would Nick Flanagan lower himself to this standard? I don't think that's what he was trying no? to say. No, this guy was in like a. You know, computer. we're sponsored. We're sponsored by Skull Candy. Yeah, this guy was in like a computer, a computer commercial or something. You know, so like a cheap computer commercial. So it's like he's not now saying anything. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. I can't remember what it was. He was, but uh, no, he's not. Okay, he was. He was very positive about the whole thing. Very stoked. Uh, he's really funny and, uh, it was, uh, and he's, but he's also, I remember when I was listening to it, the first thing I did was I tweeted you going, or I texted you going, I'm listening to your podcast (laughs) appearance right now. Did you get jealous at all? That you were doing someone Another else's podcast? podcast? No, no, I'm not like that. People, people think that I am, but I'm not. <laughs> that would be I, weird. <laughs> that would be retarded. <laughs> no, um... Not at all. And in fact, you plugged this podcast on hell, his. Oh yeah. Your... If I'm on a podcast and I'm talking <laughs> about the other podcasts I do, I'm just, you know, I don't go on. I, so far, I've pretty much been limited to Canada, the Canadian podcast field, but uh, in terms of doing appearances, but I, I do go on the best show sometimes. But you that's plugged not a podcast. this show on the best show, which is great, and it was endorsed. Yeah. The whole podcast was just, I was, I was mostly concerned because I ate a roti for like the first, I shouldn't even say this because no one's going to listen to that podcast if I announce this, but I was eating a roti for like the first 
25 to 30 minutes of the podcast. I will say this. He he did give you your due respect. Yeah, he was so great about it. And, and he uh, was... And I, that's a good thing about and and he's he's interesting because it's like me no. no I mean no. no he took a shit on my name <laughs> but with you he he uh, he it was nice he was really excited it's actually kind of amazing the amount of people that are that just in comedy who sometimes will get like very he you know what it they're was kind of they're kind of like how did you break into that this market here it is it's it's well, when I he went with him on in the warehouse. mic <laughs> yeah on the mic he went. Online, mm-hmm. and he looked up our podcast, yeah. and he couldn't believe that there was thirty-four ratings for this podcast. Yeah. He's like, "Wow, thirty-four! Wow!" I'm like, "Yeah, why? Are you, is it is it because you expected more or less? Because like, it's only yeah. thirty-four, uh-huh. and this is what a lot of Canadians don't understand with their own podcasts is that <laughs> there's thirty-four ratings for our podcast in the Canadian, right." iTunes Can store. you say the word Canadian that way again, just so people get the tone that you're taking? <laughs> um, but I have, I can't, I don't have the time, although it sounds like I do, you have the to time. go to every iTunes store in the world <laughs> for each country. I've done it for four countries, okay? And in the four countries, just four countries, right. 72 ratings for this podcast so far. Hey, I know. I'm doing this stuff too. <laughs> I'm checking the I'm checking the ratings in the Ghana iTunes about right. how many Danko Jones. So, so you, you know, know how many references? There's about three references to me in the like 30 reviews on. It doesn't matter. It's all it's all the same. It's all That's blanketed good. in the same. And and um, uh, you know, you might be happy with your eight comment uh, ratings or your 15 ratings in the Canadian iTunes store, but 72 worldwide, pal. Yeah, check out iTunes Norway. That's like Does Joe Rogan, care? Mark Marin esque esque. Uh, Those guys get like know. a million. Yeah, they do. Of, no, I can't believe the numbers they throw around when you read because they're some good. But they are good. <laughs> do a good podcast. Get get some good ratings. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is. Gonna, I don't know if people are gonna. <laughs> no, it always gets dicey when it's the two of us. There's always like. We're either going to get deep into talking about how many iTunes reviews we've Well, read. listen. You know, or, or, or this is even worse. what Ricky Gervais was wearing. Yes, exactly. The or Golden or we're talking about like Kristen, uh, Kristen Stewart's butt. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about that off the mic. One thing uh, about the podcast that before we get into Nick's sordid life um, is, and I have to give credit where credit is due. I took a cue from the Joe Rogan, Brian Redman, Red Red Band podcast. They have a a loose fitting, a loose a loose kind of um, group who are associated with their podcast, and they call themselves Death Squad. Yes, and. Um, I have toyed with this idea for a few months now. I've even mentioned it on the mic when Damien was here that I wanted him to be part of the loose family that this podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of uh, gave um, a rule in my head that you have to be on the podcast for at least two times to be part of the family. Right. Damien's been on it three times. Brendan Canning has been on it, on it twice. JC from our band has been on it twice. And even though he only had one episode on iTunes, um, 
Wade McNeil did two podcasts I'd with say us. he counts. He does count. And I'm, I'm down with all these guys. And so what we've been doing for the past week is I asked Andreas from Sweden's, Sweden's finest hardcore band, Anger's Curse, to uh, help me out with a logo for our family, podcast family. And I texted Nick back and forth as to what the what we should call this because it's always good to have a title yeah and you came up with the word brigade yeah the brigade would sound good and then you said maple brigade <laughs> and i just thought that's just limiting it to canadians I when, tend to go pretty silly when i'm coming up with band names ole is ole who is who is the man behind the scenes here for yeah. the podcast that people have only heard once and i think he, he uttered two words when was that that he was on it uh, in the summer, I think. For oh, like the, one of the Jim Brewer. Yeah, I think yeah. it was for the Jim Brewer podcast. Um, he's our webmaster. He he handles our Facebook page, uh, Twitter. I do the Twitter, but he handles the account. He handles the website. Everything online is Ole. And um, he's part of the family as well. So there's seven members. And we decided to not call it Maple Brigade, uh-huh. the Black Coffee Brigade. Right. Because Nick and I currently are, we just I've just finished my coffee. Still drinking the coffee. Okay, it's not fully black. Neither is mine. But it's close. But it's close. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so it's the Black Coffee Brigade, and the Black Coffee Brigade. I guess this is roll call. Is myself, right? Nick Flanagan from right. Brutal Nights. Yeah. Wade McNeil from Alexis on Fire and uh-huh. Gallows. Yes. Damien Abraham from Fucked Up. Right. Brendan Canning from Broken, Broken Social, Social Scene. JC from the Danko Jones, Jones Extravaganza Band. And Ole Berlin from Bad Taste Records with a special shout out, but he's not a full member yet because mm-hmm. he only designed the logo. Uh, Andreas from uh, Skogmo from uh, Anger's Curse. And, and Andreas does our merch for us. This is a solid team. It is a solid team. I don't know what it means except that yeah. we don't have duties, do we? No, it's just a nice club that where there's a logo. We'll probably post it on the website, and it's just something that you know. We should make a private chat room that we all go <laughs> in where, when we're mad, and uh, <laughs> we can vent. <laughs> vent it means together. nothing. I'm probably going to just get patches printed up so we and give it to the guys, and and you can sport oh, wow. it if you want. That's and, great, or not. I was thinking just get Oh, I also mugs. got a copy of your book. I don't want to... You gave me this <laughs> headphones, but you also gave me a copy of the book. I'm really excited to read the book. Yeah. Although I'm not in the book. No. I didn't get asked to We're, quote. I had so much to, to add. I had so much to add. This is a beef, man. You got me rolling on my beef. Hey, get in line, man. There's so yeah, many I know, people. So, got, I don't actually care. It's got, I've gotten to the point in my life where there's so many people who have beef with me for no reason yeah. whatsoever. Which this would <laughs> pro- kind of fall in the category of, yeah, hey, what wasn't in your book, dude? There's no meat to their beef um, that I don't care anymore. Well, I'm going to have to write another book called The Un- Unauthorized. <laughs> Go for it. The Unauthorized by, uh, or no, no, no. Danko Jones and me, like something like that, <laughs> you know, like my Danko Jones, my experience. <laughs> so, what has your been your experience been? The reason why we, Danko Jones, or just in no, life? the last six months we had to ram these podcasts together: the Gary Taxali one, the the uh, Sean Cullen one, which seems like a million years ago, and Damien Abraham's podcast before. A, I went on our Euro Festival jaunt, and yeah. you went to L.A. Decided to go to Los Angeles. 
to make it? Uh, to make it. Did you I make guess, it? I don't know if I made it. I mean, I didn't really do make any major. I didn't make any official inroads into making it. You didn't do another swoopy commercial? Swoopy. I didn't do Was another it? flicky. Sticky. Sticky commercial. I didn't do another sticky. I didn't actually see Vince offer on this trip, although I think the next trip I go to L.A., I will contact. We should have that guy on the podcast. I'd love to have him on the podcast. I would love it too. That would be great. That guy's a super duper for real celebrity. He is very famous. He's been seen by millions of people. His face is recognizable to most Americans. But and and now he was you. a write-in presidential candidate. He was in an episode of, or the Sticky ad is in an episode of Breaking Bad. I caught up on Breaking Bad and I watched. And there's a part with the Sticky commercial and in, in with it. you in it. No, it's right before I saw. Uh, you could have been in Breaking Bad. I could have been in Breaking Bad. And but but uh, for those of you who don't live in Canada, mm-hmm. you might not know that Nick is slowly becoming known <laughs> to millions of Canadians because you were doing commercials. Now, can we talk about that? I think so. Uh, we I, just saw you, yeah, um, on a on TV the other night doing a. It was Canadian Tire. With George Shavalo, with the boxer George Shavalo is in the commercial. Nice. Did, do you remember that? Did, yeah. Did I, you, is he in the? I haven't seen the commercial yet. I, just I did see it. it. Was three guys, and I guess yeah, that was George yeah. Shavalo, and then there's a Santa Claus and you. Yeah. I did see that guy in um on a plane, something yeah. about a painting. What do you he mean? Was, he, was he was in an about... episode. While I was, I took a flight and uh, oh, saw some star... sort of. <laughs> I know what you're talking yeah. about. It's a show called Star Portraits that was Star on. Portraits. He did a painting or something. So I don't understand Canadian television at all. Did you talk to him about that? No, we didn't talk very much at all. He said it was good working with your kid. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very dubious about talking to boxers. I think I'm it's, sure, I'm, well, ex, you know, they've been hit a lot. They don't want to talk anymore. Uh, what are the, uh, can you talk about any of the other commercials you got coming down the tubes? Uh, I don't know if I could probably mention it, but there is a beer commercial. Uh, okay, let's not come, mention come, it if you can. And I think it's probably just going to be on the internet, but uh, okay. I, I, look, well, I look very silly in it. That's about all I can say. And then, uh, really, it's just been a few commercials here and there. And I mean, mostly it's uh, cartoon writing. I mean, you talk about something, can you talk about it? It's like, can you, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been doing, the cartoon writing has been really solid. And so that's been fun. What cartoons have you written It's for? just the Oh No show that we've mentioned before, mostly. And then before that, there was League of Super Evil and Babar. And a show called Dino Dan, which is live action. So children's programming. I'm doing a lot of children's programming. But what did you do in L.A.? Did you hook up with... L.A., I just did a lot of sort of comedy shows, like booked, non Give us some stars. Give us the give us the, the marquee people. Well, here's a question for you, because you've gone to L.A. a lot, and I don't think you can do that. I think that that's like tacky, right? To be like, I was at this party, and then this person was also at the party. No, you but what really... happens that I've noticed yeah. being in L.A. is if you make... Um, you know, a few friends or a few connections. Mm. It's just slowly like this tree emerges instantly. Oh, it's so crazy. Branches just suddenly connect. And uh, I've been in situations mm-hmm. because of one person. I've met this person, that person, yeah. this person. It's great. And it's not network. I, no, I don't it's network. Not, it's not, I don't it's totally different than networking. It's, it's, just a, it's just a natural pr- progression of who is in that city Who's and in who the hangs room. out with, with who. So it's just like... But I've been lucky that, I mean, I don't... I have a real low tolerance for small talk and, and schmoozing <laughs> as you Have you probably, seen the weather lately? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so <laughs> when I hang out with someone or I become friends with someone, um, it's because I like that person. And right. so in L.A., it's just happened that I've met 
a, a whole bunch of actually really cool people. I love it down there. That I have introduced me to even more cool people. We were watching, I mean, we were watching movies and stuff like in my friend's backyard that he'd have like people come by and it was like a really good way just to meet a bunch of people. And, you know, Neil Hamburger has a monthly show there that's really fun at the satellite and uh, the Silver Lake was. Well, what we were, what we were trying <laughs> to do it. was, uh, Oh, you were I was, trying to get you down there. I was going to fly down there yeah. uh, and just get a hotel room mm. and schedule a whole bunch of podcasts. You come to the room right. and we just greet all the guests and we we're trying to get them as heavy as possible. It was yeah. going to be... It was going to be monumental. Some of the yeah, guests that, that was we were be talking awesome. about. Yeah, it was going to be pretty big, but it's couldn't hard to do sort it. Out. Yeah. Couldn't do it. I, I schedule touring. Our record came out, and there's a lot of press tours that I had to do. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I would have done it. It would have just been two or three days mm-hmm. of just nonstop talking mm-hmm. in the podcast capital of the world, Los Angeles, California. I mean, that's where, especially the comedy podcast, and those are really. Some of the only podcasts I, I listen to are the comedy ones. And were you writing scripts in LA? I was just doing work on the animation stuff in Toronto, uh, Canadian stuff. And so, why did you even fly out there? Couldn't you just? I just wanted there? to do comedy shows there and and hang out and meet people and and get away from the city. Are we going to sort talk of about set the stage? Personal life, which we've touched on in, in past. <laughs> well, I was living with podcast. someone, and then it all crumbled like a house of uh, cards. Uh, in April, caught fire. You ever burned a house of cards? And then in August, four months later, you went to L.A. And currently, in July, actually, I was going there. Oh, and, and, and currently, you are house sitting for a mutual friend of ours. Right, I'm cat sitting. I've been doing this is since April. I've been doing a really crazy mixture of travel and cat sitting. And subletting and couch surfing, a bit of couch surfing. And uh, are you home? Yeah, I mean, you have a home now. Well, I'm actually moving into a place for three months or so, starting tomorrow. You've been homeless now for eight months, right? No, five five months, I think it is, isn't it? Oh, okay, sorry. uh, Since April, so yeah, so that's seven months. Seven months, and no, uh, that's eight months. Is it? April, May, June, July, August. I was September, really hoping October, we could November. avoid that part where we name all the things and count it. Eight, eight months. months. Wow, eight months. That's long. <clears throat> so uh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it certainly, it certainly makes your uh, life confusing uh, to do that. But no, it's been fine. Although it's the weirder part is when you're in your own city and you're sort of couch surfing like being in Los Angeles it actually really worked out well like I stayed somewhere for one whole month I sublet and then cat sat for a week went somewhere else for like another week and that was like kind of the extent of it but it, when I'm in, when I've been in Toronto and sort of not having a place it's been very confusing because it's and and just moving in the city like every month or so is is really weird now I don't have all of my possessions like are <laughs> I've had to really reduce them you know, in a way that's good. It's Buddhist. I'm Buddhist now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I think I, I found it freeing initially or something, and now I'm just like, kind of over it. I mean, I don't. Lo- it's kind of crazy to be like, well, where am I gonna live in a month? What am I gonna do? Like you have to map it out like that. So yeah, this next thing of a few months, and then hopefully after that I'll go back to L.A. and maybe pursue more of the stuff we were talking about, you know. 
while we were while you were in LA, mm-hmm. I was um, getting ready to go on tour. We just got back from Europe, um, and uh, we never told anybody. But on Halloween night, and it has nothing to do with Halloween shenanigans. Halloween night after the show, <clears throat> uh, I suffered second degree burns on my face. Yeah, that's insane. You texted me. Shortly after it happened, or you wrote me about it, it sounded really serious. It was. Uh, I got taken away uh, in an ambulance. Um, and because of the... Um, uh, I could have had uh, something go through my lungs. I was rushed through emergency. Um, and in the end, um, everything was fine. I was still able to play the next night, uh, even though... Um, it felt like, because of the burns on my face, it felt like I was wearing a mask. Uh, wow. I could, I could feel the skin just, like, hanging there. You were like uh <clears throat> But nobody... No, through Fisher the, Spooner? Who is it who had a mask uh, and performed? I don't know. MF Doom. Oh, okay, you yeah. like MF Doom? <laughs> yes. For a night. Um, uh, through the magic of stage lighting um, and our lighting guy, Magnus, um, we were able to conceal the fact that I, I had these burns and... But the, what, what compounded that was I was starting to get bronchitis. So I had these mm-hmm. burns on my face and I and c- coupled with coughing fits, it was excruciatingly you painful. Felt, you must have felt like an 1800s like novel, like a Dickens character. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, just put the hood and the cape and... Uh, and, uh, and Is that a thing, by the way, where you, if you have a sort of traumatic thing like that happen to you, your like immune system is a bit more susceptible to stuff. I always no, started. I was starting to get it before. Mm-hmm. In fact, after the the burn, my cough went away for a couple of days mm-hmm. due to the shock. I w- I've never been in shock before, and I, it was the first time I was ever in shock. So what's that like? I couldn't stop. Like I just had to shake my hands, and I couldn't stop walking and moving. Uh-huh. It was crazy. And then when I got back from the hospital and got back on the tour bus, uh-huh. all I kept doing was eating. And uh, our tour manager, who had also been in shock, uh, gave me uh, Sprite, like sugar, to, to, to kind of calm me down in a way. And I also had... Is that I, code? No. <clears throat> I also had a sedative from the hospital. Yeah. And I passed right out. And I was fine the next day. Is it a heavy duty sedative? Yeah, because I was, was on. I was on. They put me on a morphine drip when I broke my arm. Wasn't that big? <laughs> yeah. No, that was crazy. All I was doing was I just couldn't stop walking. Yeah. But um, uh, update is mm. all is well. I'm actually my face is actually even clearer. It was like getting yeah, a chemical. I, I peel. can't tell at all. No. that anything like that happened. So that's so crazy, lucky, and, yeah, and crazy. It's Everybody much- was saying how lucky I was because it could have. Um, the burn could have gone down my mouth where it happened um, and Affected singed throat. my throat Ugh. down to my lungs. Wow. Which is why I got rushed through because that's what they thought I had. Ugh. And um, uh, uh, everything is 100%. But because it was on my face, I didn't shave for two weeks and I, I actually had a mustache. Oh, weird. You had a mustache also over like... Weird skin, right? Yeah, because I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't want to shave over the burns. It would have been, I didn't want to. Um, Did you look like a winter brother? <laughs> I, I had a mustache, <laughs> a and so like... I started. Then we went on tour in Canada, and the first day of the Canadian tour, I showed up with this mustache mm-hmm. in Ottawa, and Adam, our drummer, was 
was like, what's going on here? What are we doing? <laughs> he, I didn't he, sign up for a mustache. He had band. a beard. Um, and JC can, can grow a mustache. Yeah. Um, it takes me two weeks. It doesn't take JC that long, but Adam had a beard and he goes, well, I'll shave my beard off, keep the mustache and we'll, we'll go on stage. All of us with mustaches cause it's Movember. Right. But I shaved it. I shaved off the mustache before the first show. So no, you didn't no, want to. Nah, no, yeah. I've, uh, no one's ever seen me with a mustache. I've never grown one. Yeah. I felt really weird looking at myself in the mirror. But when I shaved uh-huh. it off, I really did see that my face was completely clear. That's, that's so, so lucky. And that I, was a Canadian tour. Yeah. I, I feel like I should. I want to start talking about my ability to grow a mustache, but that we should talk more about your crazy. Accident no, that was thing. it. I mean, I mean that's like Hetfield. It's like a minor Hetfield. Yeah, style. I felt that way too. But um, I don't know if you guys listening know. I'm sure you do. But the burn that <laughs> I probably don't need to just wiki James Hetfield plus burn. Yeah, and, and uh, do you think that's why he's obsessed with flames on his like shirts and, and motorcycles? <laughs> I think he's got a rockabilly thing going on. I've tamed the fire. <laughs> I have tamed fire. These are possible Metallica lyrics. We're playing with them. When? Next year. That's awesome. Well. Not after this podcast gets Technically, out. Yeah. yeah. No, technically we are. Uh, we're doing the Soundwave Festival. This is Lars. This is Lars. Well, if you keep up with the impressions, doing, we might not. I know. I did the Alec Baldwin impression. <laughs> working on Ira Glass from This American Life. You ever listen to You've listened to This American Life. I have, yeah. Hi, welcome to This American Life. And uh, No, it's, it's, it doesn't go like that. It goes... The study of comets is a very interesting thing. <laughs> Some people think comets are actually uh, gods that have come. To... <laughs> I, I can't. Anyway. Are you going to incorporate that in your? your I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> I want to get Alec Baldwin, and Ira Glass. You should do. You should do impressions on a baseball team. <laughs> you should do impressions of people that are first? completely like. What's you. on second? You should do no. You should do impressions of people that you are completely off the mark with. Uh, well, I feel like, like I might be with hey, those two my, guys. Here's my impression of like Cuba Gooding Jr. from <laughs> Jerry Cuba. Maguire. Uh, Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's my impression of John C. Riley in Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story. Hey guys, anyone ever listened to my rock music before? <laughs> Hey, give me uh, Nick. It. Give me your impression of uh, Tina Fey. Oh yeah, Tina Fey is like impression of um, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Oh, don't you know we're going over to Alaska tomorrow? So remember to pack the scarves. <laughs> the important part was that I somehow like hit the mic with my hand during that. That is, that is Nick's impression of Tina Fey's impression of Sarah Palin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I am realizing I basically am one of these people. I do love doing impressions, but well, how about ba- people who are I do who are people, I do impressions of people's impressions generally. Like when I hear an, a person who's really good at impressions, it's like that will always inform. How about people who are famous but we don't know what they sound like, like Herb <laughs> Alpert? I actually just listened to Alec Baldwin interviewing Herb Alpert oh, okay. on his podcast, so it'll oh. be like. Hey, uh, I guess we do know Herb. You're you're very. I really love all of your music. It's been great for getting me through uh, <coughs> all of my problems that I always have. And then he's like, "Yeah, thank you very much, man." I'm very powerful. Things are very fun. <laughs> how about uh, how about Carlos Santana? Same voice. 
<laughs> exactly the same voice. Okay. Hello. You should incorporate that in your show. Hello, this is uh, Carlos Santana. <laughs> Santana. Do you know he's Joel Santana's dad? That's a little... <laughs> what? He's Jewish? No, no. Joel's... Joel Santana is a rapper. <laughs> oh. Carlos Santana is I, That's the joke his son? Is, no. Oh. But that was the Were joke you, oh, I tried okay. to make. He's Tito Santana's brother. Carlos, <laughs> is he really? No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me? Um, how about, um, I'm just trying to get you to, we're workshopping here. We're workshopping. How about the, uh, what's your impression of the owner of the Blue Jays? The <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays. Who Steinbrenner? No, that's the owner of the Yankees. Hey, I'm George Steinbrenner. But that's a Seinfeld thing. That's, I'm doing the Larry David, George Steinbrenner. That is Larry David. Yeah, George Steinbrenner died. What's the, who, what's your impression of the executive producer of Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> Larry no, not Larry David. Robert Weedoo. I have no idea what the name is. <laughs> well, then I talk. Who, oh, Jeff your, Garland. Do you mean Jeff Garland? No, I don't know. I don't know who this person is. What's your impression, what's your of, impression the, of a person? Do an impression of a <laughs> Do an impression of the director of photography for uh, Cheers. Okay, that's uh, <laughs> the famous uh, uh, Czechoslav Milos, the famous <laughs> Czech... <laughs> I believe. Or it might have been Nestor Alamendros, who was the cinematographer for Cheers. So he was like, Hey, What's man, your... can you just all move into frame? <laughs> I just need everybody in frame for this shot. <laughs> Do you... This is very offensive to Latinos. Basically, every one of my impressions is somehow yeah, inoffensive to Latinos. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing, your giant uh, head well, does not fit on camera. Can you get surgery? Do you have an impression of the editor for Ebony magazine? A lot of editor impressions that you want me to do. The Ebony, the what's your impression of the? Okay, editor of Ebony would be like, oh my god, we we have got to get we have got to get this in on time. Got to get. Oh, the copy is terrible this week. <laughs> Actually, let me do a search online for editor of Ebony, <laughs> Jerry Goldfarb. There you go. So that was the, yeah, that was an impression of a guy named Jerry Goldfarb. <laughs> don't read it. What about you? Do you have any impressions? You, you probably have a couple impressions you've done, right? No. Let me. Hello. Welcome down under to the world of Motorhead. That, <laughs> that sounds like the alligator hunter or whatever. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Uh, the Crocodile Hunter. Crocodile Hunter. Steve Irwin. It sounds like Steve Irwin. And his daughter, Bindi. I, I've done Gilbert Gottfried impressions before, too. Uh, everybody's got a Gilbert Gottfried impression. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. Artie Lang. Um, God. You have an Artie Lang impression? Uh, well, it's it's just you talk kind of like this. I don't know. It's like you just do that. That sounds like Gilbert Gottfried. No, Gilbert Gottfried would be like... And then... The, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> That's what I, I have said. a terrible impression of but it's fun. I, when I so the, the the very first comedy set I did, I did a parody of the seven words you can't say on television. No, you you were there for it. Oh. But yeah, I was like, well, Obviously. I mean, not that your first set is never good, but it's like. I feel. Oh, is this back in the day for when? Yeah, jerky, I was like, here's treats? seven words you can't say on TV and the uh, butt, booby. 
you know, like <laughs> rump, you know, like just not words that like words you can say on TV, basically. Is the joke of it. And then the impression thing was I would do I would do JFK impressions, definitely. I'd be like, I am JFK. That's great. I want to but that's act. Stern. Stern does that. Well, but that's it's every JFK impression is Von Meter, right? I think it's that's his name, Von Meter. The guy who in the sixties did the JFK oh, voice. Okay. And I think he even did Robert Kennedy as well because they had very similar voices. Yeah, it's obviously. all Boston. Yeah, it's all. Every impression is just this slightly pitched differently, like, ah, hey, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Socialite Boston? Socialite Boston. I mean, who knows? But, but I don't know. And then he got assassinated. JFK got assassinated. And that guy, Von Meter's career was over. And uh, then, you know, like, I feel. Chief Quimby basically has that voice from The Simpsons, like the police chief. Mm -hmm. And that sort of repopularized people doing that type of voice for fun and profit. But I, I just think that Stern was doing it before The Simpsons, back yeah, in the late you're 80s. you're probably right. He was do, doing Ted Kennedy and stuff. I feel I'm, like he was I'm doing sure. more like Ted Kennedy impressions than even JFK or Robert Kennedy. Ooh, Ted Kennedy, maybe because of that whole... Kind of the weird many incident. terrible things yeah. that happened with yeah. Ted, Ted Kennedy. But he's done like JFK. I know that. I've uh, heard it more times than it, a Ted Kennedy impression. The other impression thing I did was uh, Michael Jackson as an impressionist, like as a comedian, like sort of what you're talking about, but it was Michael Jackson. Like I would start it off and be like, here's my impression of Michael Jackson as a stand up comedian. He'd be like, hey, everybody, my name is Michael Jackson. Uh, I just want to um, uh, take my children, please. I molest them like it was and then and then and then and then he would go here's my impression of Bill Cosby as uh and it would be Bill Cosby molesting Michael Jackson's <laughs> children and then Christopher Walken molesting Bill Cosby as a child so it would be and this is all Michael Jackson doing these impressions that's so a good would, routine why don't you pick that up I don't know I still get requests for it you should I can't do the problem is the Cosby impression and the walk-in impression at this point have gone so far beyond being hack mm -hmm. that they're just everybody's. You know, they're almost mm -hmm. like I right. can't even do those impressions anymore. Well then don't make it Christopher like Cosby. Walken. My do Cosby, like Michael Michael J. Cosby Fox. used to sound a bit more like Cosby, but now it's like I would I know I'm Bill Cosby. <laughs> well don't do Bill Cosby. Do Michael J. Christopher Fox. Christopher Walken be like be like I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like it just sounds like. Don't Dracula. do those. Do like Charles Grodin, Michael Charles J. Grodin. Fox. Are these voices you're saying that are impossible to actually do? <laughs> Michael J. Fox, Family Ties. Mallory, I don't know if we're gonna be friends later. Perfect. And then Charles Grodin would be like, uh, Mallory, you know. Uh, <laughs> Beethoven was a tough thing. <laughs> that actually is not that far from getting to. Oh, me. Yeah, how about Cliff from Cheers? I don't know. He'd be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Norm from Cheers." That's Norm from Cheers. Okay, sorry. Cliff, the mailman. Uh, hey, Norm. <laughs> I'm Cliff, the fiscal Cliff from Cheers. It's a topical reference. Hey, listen. What's your clout score? I don't want to eat at Chipotle after this. Where do you want to go? Um, a lot of people don't know that we have a tradition, Nick and I, even dragging whoever guest is, <laughs> is, is on the episode to Chipotle because Nick wants to eat at Chipotle, and there's a Chipotle near my place. It's a little taste of Mexico. 
Look, I, I, I really, I like Chipotle, but I love like real Mexican food. Yeah. Um, Chipotle, living in Canada is a good substitute when you have a, a craving for Mexican food. But There's I... There's better Mexican even in Canada, of in course, Toronto. Oh, of course, but yeah. it's near or my not place. Mexican. It's but... the nearest Mexican-esque place I noticed, near my house. Man, Toronto is so bad for having places that are named after other cities. Like Ven- oh yeah, there's a re- it's part of the inferiority complex. There's a that restaurant Canadians have. There's a restaurant that's called it's it's more of a takeout place, but it's called I went to Philly. <laughs> it's yeah, a yeah, cheesesteak yeah. no, place. No, it's it's a, it's a whole I went it's, to Philly. It's an inferiority. I've been place. to France. I ate it. I've been to France the other day. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's our thing: is when when JC and I are are mm. in America. Yeah. Besides the shows. Yeah. The one thing that is on the top of the list is Mexican food. So you're just always morning, Mexican noon, food. and night. Yeah, because we're starved up here for it in Canada. Yeah. No, I was. I mean, when I was there, I was eating a lot of Mexican. But there's this place, Machos Tacos. I would go there all the time in the area of where I was staying, and it was. We it was thanked awesome. a place on our on our record. Once. It's so inexpensive, you know. And then and then there's more sit down kind of like Mexican places that are also really good. A lot of them and. Yeah, it's good food. I miss it. Let's go to Chipotle. 